Take 209 is here. Welcome all you sweets. Uh, we have a we have a jam-packed take today. Uh, we're going to go through our fave trailers and movie news, mainly trailers. There's a lot of trailers that were dropped uh, the past week and some change. Uh, fave thing we watched. And we're getting to the big meat of today. That is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We're going to talk about our review. We'll give our non-spoiler review for many of you who have not seen it yet. We'll go into some spoilers. Um, then we're going to talk about our phase four rankings. Um, some of the films and TV series. Phase four is done. And then we're going to talk about five things we want to see in the MCU. Um, yeah. My so stuff is- ranges from like very specific to like very broad. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's a ton in between, but there I've got, I've got some thoughts. I'm excited to hear your thoughts because mm-hmm. I have only just a few things I've, I've said it before, but I really want to echo it again. Do we rank werewolf by night with films? I think we do. Oh, that's a good point. I know where I'd put it. N- that's technically not phase four though. It's it just not? like a, it's like a one-off, but oh, we can throw okay. it in there. Why not? Okay. okay. I'm okay. down. I know where you I'd know, put it. You know me. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, so without further ado, we're here. Take 209. Keeks. Um, just give us a recap. How you been lately? I was not here for last take. It was a wonderful take to listen to um, you guys talk about Tar and Banshees of in- Sharon. Yes. So I, I, that is, that is on my list of, to watch because those movies look they look good (laughs) let's just leave it at that they look good yeah especially like you know whatever your thoughts are on three billboards outside ebbing missouri which um i think we both liked like i don't mind it i think it's like a b plus for me like i you know i i had a good time with it it over the years people have soured on it for how it deals with like racism and stuff um I I don't have a huge opinion on it because I saw it once. We watched it like two years ago and it didn't leave a huge mark on me, but I remember thinking like, oh, pretty good. Banshees of Inishirin is just, it's delightful. It's poignant. Um, it's funny. Uh, anyone, if if you're looking for kind of like an out there watch, please go watch Banshees of Inishirin. Tar as well. Tar is just, it's a acting masterclass. It's got some incredible cinematography in it, really good use of diegetic sound. And uh, diegetic sound is sound that the uh, that the subjects in the film can hear and the audience can hear as well, which is um, so it could be like crickets. It could be like the sound of dishes clashing on the ground. Diegetic sound, non-diegetic sound oh, is typically okay. like the score. So it's music that only the audience can hear and the subjects don't hear. Sometimes they can be merged in and out. So it's like if you hear something like like a good example in Wakanda Forever is when they're playing that one song and Agent, what is the, uh, Martin Freeman's character is listening to it while it's running, while he's running. You hear it play through the entire theater and it sounds very soundtrack-esque as he's listening to the song. And then we see him running with his headphones in and it just sounds like it's playing through his headphones. So. Okay the beginning of that song would be non-diegetic. And then as he's listening to it and we kind of hear it as if it was playing through headphones, that's diegetic sound. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go check out tar as well. Two very good movies, man. But other than that, I'm i I'm just hanging out. Not a whole lot happening for, so I've kind of talked about, I don't know if I've talked about it on this pod or not. 
feel like I have. Um, my students for video three, it's like the the like exclusive, like kids who are really into video. It is um their project is making a feature film this year. So writing one, wow. producing it, pre- post-production, everything, beginning to end. And they have written their scripts about 60 pages. And they're having auditions this Tuesday through Friday through the school to cast their film. So that's why I'm going to do an after school from like 2.30 to 4.30 every day. It's just hanging out. Um, good on you. Though, hmm? I said good on you. Yeah, what? it's it's pretty low key so far. They've been very proactive and they've been really all about it. They've been doing a really good job. So I'm excited. I'm excited okay. to see how this all turns out. I, uh, I, I'm excited to see them like go through it and like finish the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is when is it due? Uh, the end of school. Our premiere will be the 18th and 19th of May. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Can so we do a review about time. it? Can huh? you give us all the inside scoops about it? It's called Right Club. The kids were it, trying to find a title, and uh, it's obviously sounds like a play on Fight Club, but it's it's not. Uh, yeah, it, it's about a new kid that after a family tragedy moves in with his aunt and his cousin and goes to a new school and it's him um, maneuvering this new school also with his kind of skeevy cousin that's been there for a while. And it's a school run by these cliques and clubs and it divides everyone. It's them trying to through their very small club at the beginning called the right club, bring uh, the school together for a common cause. Oh, how long is that going to be? I'd say probably about an hour, maybe a little wow. bit more. Yeah. And you and your students are acting in it. Um, they're they're casting, so they might act in some of it. Um, they'll be casting for it. Yeah. Will you get? Will you have a cameo? I'm assuming they want me to. Yeah. They. Uh, I have I have played Candy Crush a couple times in their view, and they clown me about it all the time because I'm on like level four thousand like fifty eight, and um, they want me to be in the video playing Candy Crush because apparently that's my thing. Now, of all of my things that I have of being the video teacher, it is that I'm on level uh, 4,065 of Candy Crush. And that is like unheard of. I don't play Candy Crush. That's good. That sounds good. I, I Yeah, it is maybe embarrassingly good. Okay, to your home, yep. to your horn, dude. Yep. It's hey, you know, I, I, I beat about a thousand levels a year because I started it four years ago. So about three a day. Uh huh. That's uh, some days more than others. Okay. Love that. Okay. Good for you. I'm not a video. What about you? What have you been up to? I'm not a video game player on my iPod. I mean, my iPod, my iPhone. Um, Speaking of iPhones, I have an iPhone 8 Plus still, and it works great. But that's how you were were before, weren't you? Did you have like a really old iPhone before you got the 8? uh, I was a 5S. Yeah, I got my 8 in 2018, and I've had it for four years, and it's working fine. So Love it. I'm gonna be honest. Right now, we're we're trying to buy a new TV for our downstairs when that gets finished. It's I hate it. Just like I'd rather have a TV like that that someone has given me, like a hand me down, like we had one from our parents for years. It was like a bulky Vizio, works fine. But now it's like all these VA panels, IPS panels, like what's 60 hertz, what's 120 hertz that is stressed me out. It's like, uh, it's like too much. Samsung. Yeah, it is. It's like give me a TV that I know that works, that it's like affordable and and that's reliable for playing good movie sports and video games like that's all i want so here's here's my thing is i have to go with a brand that i that like i recognize in in a sense do you know what i mean so it's like a sony a vizio um 
a brand like that, like TCL. No, nope. See, we have TC. So we got TCL in our bedroom. It broke after two months, just wouldn't turn on. We have a TCL in our living room because we like the Roku. It's working great right now. Fingers crossed that it does. I love the UI, but uh, for the basement, I'm like, I want like something a little bit more higher yeah. end than a TCL. But you I like the TCL. But yeah, I, I I I get what you're saying. I understand. Well, we all know, we all know, like the super cheap big like flat screen TVs that Walmart sells on Black Friday. They they're gonna last you a year and a half. But if you get a decent one, it's going to last you probably like you know, six to 10 years. Yep. Got, you got to pay that though. You got to be willing to fork it out. Amen. Amen to that. Give you that clarity. <laughs> Give you that clarity. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a, what we've been doing, but I've been good. Just work school, um, all that good stuff. I'm really getting excited for the end of the year for pumping out some movies. I'm the, the light is here and we got some good movies coming out, but there, there are some movies, like I mentioned, tar Banshees of, in- of Inishirin. I want to watch. And some others are on my to watch list. However, I want to get to my faith thing that I watched because okay. we're just, we're just going to jump right into it. I love this it. has to do with a little bit how I'm doing. Um, few things. These are a little bit random. First thing is LSU beat Alabama. So that was my faith thing that I watched sports wise. <laughs> that was exciting. That was exhilarating. I was jumping all, all over the place. That, that was the third time LSU has beaten Alabama since 2011. So, Oh, doesn't happen very often. Um, it's great to see LSU beat the Arkansas. I'd love. I, I do like your Arkansas pigs, the Razorbacks. Hey, we have no chance to get into that playoff. If you beating us means you get there, uh, I'll take it. Yes, love that. Love that support. But I do like Arkansas. I don't have. I don't really. I don't hate them. Out of all the SEC teams uh, in the West, that LSU plays Arkansas is probably my favorite. Also because I'm a little biased because you guys like them too, so that helps. And then uh, Faith Thing and I watched uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring was on my birthday. That was the B-Day watch. Uh, it was really fun watching it because Rings of Power, like it was fun to have like kind of those little connections. Like I never really noticed Durin when they're outside the walls of Moria, when they say this is like Durin. And uh, I was like, oh, I picked up on that. So that was kind of fun. I picked up on just like little things from Rings of Power. So that kind of made me appreciate Rings of Power a little bit more. And it's just my favorite watch of all time. So it was great to watch that. I haven't watched it since 2020. So I try to always oh, get the Lord of the Rings. I try to get the Lord of the Rings once every two years. That's like always like what I, it's just one of those November watches. Staples. Yes. And then another fave thing that I watched, um, what you put as well, and you watched on your letterbox. You guys talked about it last week. Was a uh, weird mini the review. Al, let's do it. The the Al Yankovic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's get into this. Let's get into okay. this review. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I'm not, I'm not that verse with weird Al like you are. I've only heard like everyone by everyone rides the dust. Everyone rides the bus. Yeah. Another one ride the uh, bu- rides the bus, uh, Amish paradise and white and nerdy. Those are like the big three that I heard, especially white and nerdy and Amish paradise. Like those two, I heard a ton growing up, but, uh, this, this movie is really, really slapstick. It's dumb. It's funny. It's over the top. Um, I said in my letterbox review, it is sarcastic, over the top, just like Weird Al. I think Daniel Radcliffe was great, and I and I thought Weird Al was actually really good in this movie, in his in his movie too. Yeah. Um. So, I thought some of the scenes were absolutely hilarious. I will say the only downside for me personally is once Madonna comes in and Madonna's getting more screen time with Weird Al, just that that chemistry and that I don't know those jokes really didn't land for me. 
Um, but other than that, I had a blast with this movie. So I think I think people, if you like Weird Al, and if you have grown up listening to Weird Al, watch this movie for sure. I uh, I loved it. I was like roaring laughing. Like every every thirty seconds, there was another joke that had me dying, and I think. I, you know, I haven't seen a lot of, well, and I mean, I think it's probably something everyone's noticed, but maybe haven't explicitly said, is it's like a PG-13 comedy. So it's pretty family friendly. Like, yeah. you've got the 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 aspects of, like, Madonna and Weird Al, like, making out in his house and stuff. But, um, and then, like, a couple drug-related things. But it, it's not a Dewey Cox. So it's, it's pretty clean. There, I would say the worst things are, there are some, like, violent scenes. Yeah, that's, like, that's probably the worst thing like even like the the sex scene with daniel radcliffe and well with weird al and madonna is like very short and it's off screen yeah i don't even think you see them having sex they're just like making out and then they make, yeah, yeah 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 so it's, it's 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 a pretty clean movie i agree with that i agree with you on that and uh no i just thought like the humor was really funny i thought it nailed it i think most people's like it i gave it four and a half out of five stars i give it an a suite um do I think it's that that good? No, the third act feels very rushed and kind of out of nowhere. And their humor does start to take a dip at a certain point. But I also think it's just because I had been laughing so hard that like I this is going to sound so this is going to sound so stupid. I think I'd kind of tuckered myself out a little bit. <laughs> so I was just like a little bit sleepy and still watching it near the end. Just kinda... I, I just I really had a blast with with weird and it is so weird and it's the perfect parody of a of a of a biopic weird al incorporated it just works on so many levels and i had a great time with it i like i said i give it an a suite yeah no i think it, it, it it's a fun time i my gosh like i love that everyone rides the bus scene um and my bologna i had never heard my bologna song and i like the song my sharona so that w- I've never heard that song. So that was super funny. And I just loved how he came up with it. So and they're like, we need to go record it. We need to go record it in a, in a shallow area. Oh, I know of a really good bathroom. In the, <laughs> <laughs> the bus station. We can go record it in. And the guy's and, um, dancing right by the urinal. And yeah, I thought it was. And then the, the party at, um, at Dr. Demento's house where you've got Conan O'Brien as, as Andy Warhol and Jack Black, Pee Wee Herman, Jack. It's just, there's a lot of cameos in it, but they work really well. They're very funny. I I thought the running joke of eat it and how he was like, this is original and this has nothing to do with Michael Jackson and beat it. Uh, I mean, I just hats off for him making fun of himself and being able to just have fun with it. So I mm-hmm. thought that that was really funny too. The whole Michael Jackson, eat it and beat it yeah. uh, thing was was really funny. So for me, I'd give it a B suite. I think it's a good time. I, it's probably like realistically, if I'm not being super biased, it's probably like a BB plus suite, but it's still sweet and definitely worth your time. And it's free to watch. Yeah, just go to the Roku channel. Mm-hmm. Yep, we actually, our our TV did not support Roku. It didn't have a chance to download the app, but we just streamed it from, we'd use like Chromecast from our laptop and watched it on the oh, big perfect. TV. Yeah, nice. so it worked great. Okay, love it. Um, trailers, uh, a lot of trailers dropped. And I'll give to, I'll get to my two. The first like feature length, not the full full official trailer of Glass Onion dropped. I think over the past two weeks, I think it was when you guys recorded. 
last okay. week. Maybe it was this week it dropped. I forgot. Anyways, I haven't watched any trailers for it, to be honest. Smart. I mean, I you do you, but I I liked it. I think you should watch it. You should check it out if you're excited okay. for this movie. I don't think it reveals too much, but uh, it looks fun. It really looks like a... I'm excited for Knives Out. Knives Out and Avatar might be my next two most anticipated watches to round out the year. Gosh, um, yeah. There's those might be my done. top two. Like, over the Fablemans, honestly. Like, I'm looking more forward to Avatar and Knives Out. I'm I'm looking forward to catch some of, like, the smaller low-key stuff. You know, like the Oscar stuff. I'm excited for those to get released closer to us. So, Fablemans, After Sun. Um, gosh, what else? Yeah, kind of those two, and then Avatar, obviously. That's probably the biggest movie that I'm most excited for right now. I'm oh. not going to lie. I do enjoy Knives Out, but my anticipation for this one is I, I don't feel any sort of like intense amount of hype to see it. I'm excited yeah. to see it, but it's not like a must-watch. It is, it is and it isn't. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, It's yeah. not super on my radar. I will see it, obviously, when yeah. I can, but meh. Uh, I'm excited for it, so I hope it's good. I think it will be good. Um, but Glass Onion was my favorite trailer and uh John Wick. John oh. Wick 4 dropped. Yes. I hope John I... Wick is I hope it's good because John Wick Chapter 3 was a little let down compared to John Wick because I think John Wick Chapter 2 is one of the best action movies that we've had in recent years. That mm-hmm. one takes everything that John Wick did well and like even just injected <laughs> more. So I hope I hope John Wick Chapter Four is going to be good. I think it will be. I will agree. The trailer for this one, it felt like something is off. I don't know what it is, and I can't confirm what it is. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. But it did you also feel that is like, oh, this I don't know what it is. This feels something feels off. What what do you what do you mean by that? Like, is it the the villainous presence? Is it just like does it feel like overstaying its welcome? Maybe nope. It just something about it as I'm watching it. It just didn't give off that vibrant feel that the other movies have given off. Yeah, it, it didn't give me that neon look. It didn't give me kind of that underground look. It felt a little bit too soft. Hmm. I think because I think, you know, I've been teaching my kids about soft light and hard light is I think those other movies use hard light, which casts very sharp, harsh shadows, a lot of contrast in the light on your characters like faces to accentuate their expressions. I think it uses that really well. And then soft light is kind of what we see right now. It just illuminates your face. Um, There's not a ton of shadow with it. It's a pretty neutral, soft look. And I just didn't get that hard feeling from this John Wick 4 trailer. And I don't know. It could have just been me. Yeah. I feel like it. I feel like it was okay, but okay. I need to. Re- I'll give it a rewatch okay. to see what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, it could just be me. Uh, I'm super excited to see it. I love all those movies. I think John Wick three is still a fun time. Like it is. It it's is much. It's it's probably the worst of the three, but it's like a a a plus a minus. Like it's it's not it's not it's that still- crazy. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still good, but it's just, yeah, the lesser of the other two, for sure. Totally, totally. Um, My movie news, one thing was the trailer for The Whale, Brendan Fraser. That's another one that I'm super excited to see. I think it comes out December 5th. And then, we have not talked about this. This is late movie news that we, um, I almost brought up last week, but I wanted to talk with you about it specifically. 
James Gunn is the new co-CEO of Warner Brothers Pictures, specifically for the DCU. What are your, what were your thoughts on that when they announced it? I think that is great. I think okay. about time, about time they get someone creative, someone with experience of other superhero movies mm-hmm. and other uh, comic-based movies. So, I mean, hats off to James Gunn for for going to get the bag. Because I remember Marvel and Disney like laid him off for a spell after his old tweets, which were pretty bizarre. And then they reinst- rehired him. He already made a DC movie. He's going to make a Guardians 3. It's like, let this guy go off and do his own thing. Let him cook. Let James cook. Yep, yep. So I think it's great. I think that's what DC needs. I think it's a great hire. And he, I, th- I like Suicide Squad. So, oh yeah, no, I thought the Suicide Squad was a lot of fun. It was I like I think in my top ten last year. I think that's DC's best movie since, golly, like DC EU. I don't know. That might be the best DC movie, EU movie. What what else is better than that? I mean, do you count? Do we count Joker and the Batman? Or are those different? I don't know what this is. I'd rather watch Suicide Squad over the Joker over Joker. Joker's sour. I think so. Me. Yeah. It's soured for me since watching it. It has. It really has. The yeah. best part about that movie was Joaquin Phoenix, but like now I'm like, I don't really care to rewatch that one. Mm-mm. No, I but probably the, that, I mean, the Batman that. for sure. Robert Pattinson is, I like that more than the Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad was funny. Like mm-hmm. it was good action. It was funny. It basically felt like Guardians of the Galaxy, just a little, a uh, little bit uh, off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What do you I think? would agree. Um, Honestly with this, so, Here's an interesting sweet movie morsel to add to the few that I've already gotten. Wakanda Forever has made more this weekend than Black Adam has since it's been in theaters. Domestically, at least. Jeez. That right there is the biggest reason why you need... These movies don't even need to be cohesive, but like, there's got to be a reason why people want to go see these movies. And DC needs it because... I, I want to do something separate some other time, but this statement right here is true. The Rock for me is not a movie star. He's he's not he's not, but he you know what you're going to get when you go watch his movies. Because what I think about when I think about him, especially recently, is where is The Rock's Die Hard? Where is The Rock's Predator? Where is The Rock's Rocky? Dude, because you we've got, we've got. You, you do not consider Scorpion King. <laughs> Just Were you going to say Hobbs and Shaw? But I mean, like The Rock has always been a secondary player in these big movies. Yeah, no, he, Fast Five. If you were to say Fast Five is his big movie, well, I mean, it's not his movie. There were four other movies before it. He's Maybe a supporting he's the most character. fun part, but he's a supporting character. He's just yeah. got a really fun, likable personality and a great social media following i i mean maybe not though because i mean his movies aren't making like i mean they're doing well obviously but like he's not an arnold for me he's not a sly he's not a you know um or even harrison ford back in the day he doesn't have an indiana jones he doesn't have anything like that it's just been really stuck in my head of like what what is his draw do you know what i mean and maybe it's like I'm looking at these movies because there's good they're good movies, but mm. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't need that. It's just been something that's been weighing on me recently, especially with the whole Black Adam stuff. Yeah. So James Gunn, he's done with Marvel now, obviously. I would imagine. After you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I mean, he's gotta be. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's D. That's what like Marvel's rival is DC. Well, good good for DC. I think that was a smart hire. Yeah, and good for James Gunn. I hope like, what if he just makes Guardians three horrible? <laughs> I I you know I'm excited. I'm excited especially to see this Guardians holiday special. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. How especially that- like I don't care about Ant Man Quantumania. I might not even watch it to be honest. Nah, you will. We'll watch nah, it. Stop. I know. I know. <laughs> we will. I know. Don't I know. even say that. But but I am very excited to see Guardians 3. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Is is How long is the holiday feature supposed to be? Uh, probably like 45 minutes to an hour. Probably similar okay. to Werewolf by Night. Yeah, that would that'll be like a, just a fun comedy watch. I think so. Silly. So you know what? James Gunn, very excited. Excited go to get, see what you do. We will be there opening night. Go get the bag. Also get the bag. We love it. Bag chasing king. Maybe the bag chasing is king of 2022. Yeah, really. We'll have to see. Um, okay, I want to talk really quickly on another favorite watch that I had. Yes. Um, I watched uh, that little Grogu and the uh, Dust the Dust Bunnies animated short on Disney Plus that Studio Ghibli made with Star Wars. Oh. Cute. It's like two minutes. Very cute. And then I watched uh, David Lynch's Lost Highway uh insane but it doesn't make any sense um it's 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 kind of depraved i think it's about an a minus maybe a sour i had a lot of fun with it i thought it was really good but uh you'd hate it (laughs) you'd hate it i think most people would hate it but if you like david lynch oh yeah you're gonna love it you're gonna eat it i i gotta say this year has been your coming out party for david lynch and i'm like really happy for you that you like have found like your new director your like niche I found it. I like, have found my director who is I that, like, I'm like, this is my favorite director. So he's your all-time favorite. Yeah. You, you, how, who was that? Your all-time favorite before that was it Martin probably Scorsese? Scorsese. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spielberg probably as I was growing up, as I've gotten a little bit older Scorsese, but now that like, I think I've found my lane, it's a hundred percent David Lynch. I'm really happy for you. I don't really Thank have you. like a director. I'm like, Oh, that's my guy. Really? I don't know. Probably maybe, Christopher Nolan. I know that sounds like that was my thought. Now that sounds cliche, but it's like most of the Christopher Nolan stuff I like, and I get um, he makes good it. movies. But yeah, yeah. Why? Why would anyone? It's the it's only funny. one I haven't really liked was Tenet. Like, and I think Dark Knight Rises is overrated, but all his other stuff I've loved. Nolan slaps. It's like, come on. It's like everyone's everyone's gonna have one bad performance or one thing that you don't mesh with. Mm-hmm. So. Even Steel. Even like I've said, even Spielberg has the BFG. Not a good, not <laughs> yeah. a good movie. Yeah, but yeah. he also did Schindler's List and Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones and <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, Jaws, E.T. Yeah. I would love to see Peter Jackson do like more stuff. Maybe I should watch some of his pre Lord of the Rings stuff just to kind of see. Oh gosh, you will hate, hate pre Lord of the Rings stuff. Okay, yeah. especially Dead Alive, like or also known as Brain Dead. You'll hate it. Okay, well maybe I won't. Yeah, bad taste. I think you'll also hate. Okay. okay, I haven't seen the other ones though. I haven't seen the Frighteners, and there's like one more. Uh, we'll, we'll see. see. Maybe, eh, we'll see. I might not get to it ever, but you know what, Christopher Nolan, you're my guy right now. Like who you like, and like what you like. Exactly. Uh, okay. I think we're here. I think it's time. It's let's time. unpack. Let's right. uh, let's really get into the nitty gritty of Wakanda Forever. After T'Challa opens up the kingdom of Wakanda, the country of Wakanda to the rest of the world, um, 
other interests in trying to obtain vibranium and also after the death of King T'Challa, um, sources from the outside world start to come and threaten the existence of Wakanda while also Wakanda is trying to figure out who is trying to threaten them. Um, other heroes and other villains or anti-heroes start coming out of the water, should we say, or out of the woodworks. Um, I need to know what you, I, I need to know what your thoughts are for Wakanda Forever before I get into mine. So, so I think yours have changed. First, I love when you do our summaries. I think you do a great job. I think everybody can agree, Keeks, you kill it with. That was a weaker one, but no, it, it's still okay. It's, no, it, it is what it is. This is a lot is going on in this movie. Wakanda Forever. I will say, okay, let me unpack here. Let me. There's a lot of things I want to say. I think this trailer might be one of the best trailers ever. We've talked about this trailer a lot leading up to it, but the No Woman, No Cry trailer, holy moly. Like, that might be top five trailers of all time. Yes. Like, it is a vibe. Every time it came on for previews, I would watch it. I would never, like, zone out. Like, I just loved looking at the visuals. That The song was great. So, trailer aside, back to the movie. This had such a hard task. Like, I do not envy mm-hmm. ryan coogler i do not envy the team i don't and, and I, I mean it's gotta be hard on the cast too i mean they worked with him and everyone just loved chadwick so and he embodied just the black panther spirit so well so i thought what ryan coogler was dealt with the cast and the whole company i thought they did the best that they could absolutely do could they have done some things different that may have made the story a little bit better. Absolutely. But it's like at the time, that's what they had. That's what they were going to go with. Um, so the first 10 minutes, man, it's like, it is touching. It's good. I think it was the best way to start off this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with, I mean, we, we can talk about it. It's really not a spoiler because it shows in the trailers. But uh, it's basically just the it's the funeral. It's the ceremony of T'Challa passing away and just Wakanda mourning um, T'Challa's passing. And it's just like a beautiful send off with his casket. His casket looked amazing. Those details uh, was really cool. And I love that they didn't show him like I'm glad they didn't like show like. I didn't think they would do it like an animated thing, but I'm glad they didn't. Um, I loved the sight silence of the Marvel intro with just um, images of him throughout Black Panther and other like, I think they use like some press photos too and things like that. Um, I thought was really good. Uh, They actually do that in Black Panther. We watched it last year, but they do the same thing with Black Panther. They updated that. So I thought that was gorgeous. I thought that was really smart and sidetrack here. I thought they should have done that with Rise of Skywalker with Leia, but Black Panther did it great here. So, um, but yeah, this movie this movie does feel slow at times. There were moments where there was good momentum and then it would come to a halt with some exposition, with some type of just kind of elongated dialogue where I was like, oh man, we had some good momentum. I'll get to a specific scene when we get to our spoilers. That was just like, oh, felt halted. Um, there are some introductions of characters well, specifically Ironheart, who I think progressively got a little annoying and worse throughout the movie. At first, I didn't mind her. And then I was just like, okay, you're starting to uh, not mesh very well on screen. Too many quips. 
yeah, yeah. She tried to be too funny. They tried to make her character too funny. But I, I, I don't mind Ironheart. I think she's cool. Um, but I just didn't love her progression throughout the movie, the character. Um, but overall, I thought the movie looked good. I thought it sounded great. And uh, this is a very character-driven movie. And um, that's one thing I do want to talk about. I'm almost done with my... With my oh, you keep going. Um, digging it. So Kennedy, my wife, she loved this movie. She loved it. And like after the movie, she's like, did you like it? I'm like, I liked some parts. I didn't love it. And she was like, oh, I loved it. And she made a good point. And I got to call myself out. When I go to these superhero movies, when I go to these Marvel movies, I want to be entertained with like that superhero kind of action, that kind of just entertainment value. That's why I go to these like Infinity War to me is like picture perfect blockbuster. Like there's so much going on. There is like action a minute. There is like movement. There's good pace in that. And there's perfect for our ADHD brains. Yeah. Yeah. There's like stakes every so often. If you love like the Black Panther characters, if you love like the Wakanda um, culture and things like that, and you really care about all that, and the characterization, I think you'll love this movie. I think it's a very characterization-driven movie, and I wanted more of, like, the high stakes, the high action, and things like that, And which there are, but it wasn't what I was expecting. It felt a little bit more drawn out, and so that's why I didn't like it as much as I had hoped for. Does that make sense? It does, and I want to add even more to that. First off, I was sobbing for the first 10 minutes. And I'll explain why. Because when we lost Chadwick Boseman, we didn't just lose like a character in the in the MCU. We lost the next Denzel Washington, the next Leonardo DiCaprio, the next Tom Cruise. There is a huge void that has been left in cinema because of his passing. He was nominated for Academy Award that year that he, the year that he passed. Yeah. And it is the, it is for me, one of two, three big reasons why this movie just can't do it. It's not going to do it for people. And it's because you don't have that charismatic leading person. That first Black Panther movie is like a top four highest grossing domestic blockbuster of all time. This one, I I can't even see it scraping top 20. Not just because of COVID, but just because who are we supposed to latch on to to this? I guess Shuri, but Letitia Wright, as good as she is in this movie, she's not Chadwick Boseman or Michael B. Jordan, who is another extremely charismatic element of that first movie. And that that's that's my biggest complaint about this is there is not that presence that can keep the audience engaged. There are good character moments. Angela Bassett is fantastic. Yeah, Keno Huerta good. is very good as Namor. Um, Lupita Nyong'o being in there is great too. What they do with her character, but it it just it was doomed from the start not to be able to reach the points where it needs to reach. That being said, I do think it's the best they could have done with the hand that they were dealt. And you can tell that the story they wanted to go with, they had to ultra jerry-rig it because he died like two weeks before they were going to start production. 
last. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ryan Coogler had his script finished with Chadwick Boseman. The script, a thousand percent, was just going to be what is it like when you are a country with rich minerals and rich, you know, like things that other countries want. And what is the excuse that they will get to invade that country to take what they want? But because he died, it's like there is such an elephant in the room of we have to address the grief this country will go through when not only their king dies, but their protector dies, father dies, brother dies, husband dies, etc. How do they how do they handle that? And I don't think that would have been a plan at all in the very beginning. Yeah, obviously, because you don't anticipate his death. I mean, and like, I'm glad that they went that route of mourning the loss of Chadwick T'Challa. I think it's important that he did a good job. And, and they did. Like, I, I think it was, and, and apparently Chadwick's brother said that he was totally fine if they had recast Black Panther. Like, apparently mm. he was fine with them doing that. And because he was like, that's an important character. Like, it needs to move on. But I guess the studios and everybody involved didn't feel that way, which is to me, that's fine. How could you? How who could you? Yeah. Like, who would you do? Who who would what, take it? What shoes to fill? Oof, that's tough. Like, yeah, he just embodied the, um, you know, T'Challa so the well. Spirit, so so I, perfectly. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just so unfortunate. Um, but everything aside, like, this movie did do a good job for everything that it was dealt with. I mean, it had to cover some bases. It had to have a plot that, you know, was fairly easy to follow. It's not hard to follow that there's a machine that's found. The scientist who built it is, you know, Ironheart, uh, Riri Williams. And then, you know, everybody has to get involved protecting her. There's a little bit of uh, Namor. Is, I mean, it's a pretty basic plot to follow. It's not hard to follow. Um, nope. there's just some, there's just some moments in, in story plot, like the FBI, just every time they came on was a little bit forgettable. Like, honestly, when I think about this movie, I don't even, it, yeah, who needs that part? But I guess you do need it because she's on American soil. The FBI is involved. Like she helped build that machine for the FBI. So there's all these little moving parts with that for the FBI to be involved. So, um, Yeah. Here's yeah. here's also my so here's my side opinion. Riri Williams is brought in because she's created and she created it for a science class. She didn't know that like another country was going to use it to go find vibranium. But the belief is that vibranium is only found in Wakanda because of those meteorites that landed and, and also kind of digs into like culture and and I don't want to say propaganda, but like like these stories that these civilizations create that kind of maybe get out of control a little bit, even in for Namor's character, like they believe yeah. he's a God when he's just a mutant, you know what I mean? He's just a normal guy with special powers. Um, but the fact that they just think they only have it only to find out like, Oh my gosh, like other countries have it. And this other civilization who's also been secret has it too. Mm -hmm. Um, this machine that Riri Williams builds is interesting because it helps find vibranium. But here's here's my change to this. Yeah, this is this a voice message. Is this the voice message you sent me? This is the voice message I sent you. Okay. I like Riri Williams. I don't think she's a terrible part about it. And it's it's not what I think happened is Ryan Coogler was like, hey, here's the script. Marvel looked at it, they're like, hey, remember we have that Ironheart series coming out? And he's like, Yeah, I know we're doing that. They're like, 
oh, did we tell you, you, you need to put her in this movie? He was like, well, okay. I wish I would have known that in pre pre-production before I started writing it. They said, yeah, we need you to put her in there. Just needs to be very brief, but we need her in here. And so he essentially just had to create these uh, deus ex machinas, these just machines that help, you know, magically propel the plot forward to keep the movie going. And here's how I think you fix it. Okay. This is just, this, I, I think what the writers could have possibly done is push back and said, we're not going to do Riri Williams this time. Let's do a Marvel Presents for her character. That way we can get a nice little intro and then bring her in for her actual short. Um, I, you you get a feel that Riri Williams is um, pretty cutthroat. She comes from Chicago. She's willing to, um, like, these kids are, like, paying her money to do their homework. She's willing to, like, do their homework for them and make some extra money. She's a hustler. Yeah. So you play to that in this short. But what you need, and I think the other thing that's missing, is Daniel Kaluuya's character. Because in the last movie, he was that one character who was willing to kind of go against and push back against Wakanda. M'Baku as well. You could have done it with M'Baku as well. But the thing I think that adds to it is Daniel Kaluuya's character's civilization little section have those like technology-based shields that they use. It's also woven into their cloaks. And what I think is a new country could approach his group of people after finding out that the others aren't really willing to sell Wakanda out. And Daniel Kaluuya says, oh, we can probably make something to help you find Vibranium. You can't have any of ours. Or maybe he makes a deal for a lot more money and maybe a little bit more global power to separate from Wakanda, what have you. You make him be that kind of character that goes against everyone else, a little bit little more shady. of an antagonist. A little shady. little shady. And then by the end, he has some sort of redeeming moment. Maybe he makes a sacrifice. Maybe he dons the suit as well. Um, not being the main Black Panther, but maybe one of a few. And that's how you would fix it. That way you don't have to try this whole Riri Williams thing. You don't have to do this, this machine thing. It can still be someone from Wakanda. That way you can also explore, okay, how does money and global power influence other people in a sovereign nation. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that could have been an interesting deal of with corruption too, but he's not there. He's filming. Nope. There's no way you could do that. You could have tried yeah. it with Mbaku, but I don't feel like he'd be the character to do that. Uh, Daniel yeah. Kaluuya's feels like the most organic. So I think yeah. that's another thing that um, could have replaced Riri and brought her in at a different time. Sure. Dude, would you have had Dr. Doom be involved? To be, the to. Scientist, to be the scientist that uh, hires. You reveal him at the end, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that would have been sweet. 100%. Uh, and from what I understand, that was the plan. Like that, oh. they literally, yes, that that was the plan. Because that was like the original mid credit scene, right? Yep. That Dr. Doom was the one that was the, who hired, who tried to get that machine. Because you'll remember that it's girl who's in the helicopter who dies very abruptly. Sure. I don't think that was supposed to be her dying abruptly i think she was supposed to have a bigger presence in the film but mm. because they couldn't nail down the casting of dr doom they couldn't they, go forward with it they scrapped her mm. gotcha yeah. yeah this definitely felt like a movie that kind of was you know obviously as we mentioned juggling a lot but i thought they stuck the landing with what they were dealt with mm -hmm. um my grade it has it has grown on me and there were times where it did feel long but like i said that i did like the ending with that I loved I, I I was watching a YouTube reviewer talk about how this ending setting, like the last setting and the final battle was at a weird place. I actually liked it. I thought it was kind of yeah, cool. I thought it was cool that it was out there. It was totally different. 
Um, they kind of went on to their turf, which I thought was really cool. Uh, but my grade is a B suite. It has grown on me a little bit cool. since watching it. And uh, I would love to get the spoilers after you tell your okay. grade. I'm a B suite as well. I'm excited to talk about Namor too, because I think Namor, he he's a very good villain in this. Yeah, no, I thought I thought the actor for Namor did phenomenal. Um, what, what was his name again? Tenok Huerta or Tenosh. I don't know how you pronounce Tenoch. it. Ten, Tenok is what I've been calling it. Yeah. Before. And Talokan was cool. I like that little tour that um, he was giving to Zuri and whatnot. So, yeah, Namor was sweet. And I thought, okay, should we get into spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And three, two, one, sweet. I One of my favorite scenes of the whole movie, I'm sure you, you might feel the same way was when Zuri takes the plant and goes under and sees Killmonger. Mm -hmm. I had saw leaks that she did see Killmonger. I was like, I don't know if that's true, but I would love that. And so when it came to fruition, I was like, heck yeah. I thought that was sweet because I thought Zuri was upset. She wanted to know what she wanted to become, what type of Black Panther. She was kind of fueled by vengeance. Killmonger was like, because Killmonger was a good villain and Killmonger was like hyping her up, like, go do this. Like, like your grandpa was like your dad was too soft. Your brother didn't revenge uh the person that killed your dad. And like, you know, like listing all of these things that are actually true, but that's not who they are. And I thought that was a really good scene and a really good way to capture Zuri's character development in discovering what kind of Black Panther she wanted to be. So I really dug that scene. That was one of the, my favorite parts of the whole movie was that encounter. Yeah, I, I also think that it's the, how we got there felt really abrupt. It was kind of like, all right, I got to be the Black Panther. And it's like, was there something that happened that you've been so hesitant to it the whole time? And then it just feels like, okay, like it, it would have been nice to have like an insert or some sort of scene where maybe she sees the mask or she sees something like that and kind of takes a beat to realize like, okay, it's what I have to do. It just feels like from one scene to the next, she's like, okay, I got to do it. Yeah. Or like, or like a flashback with, with a discussion with her mom being like, it's, yeah. it, it's your job now. Or like, you, I don't love the idea of a flashback. I think it needs to be something a little bit more organic. Like present. Like, yeah. Then like yeah. bringing the audience back to another scene that we've seen before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that I think that scene where uh he does where she gets to interact with what am I thinking? Killmonger of, with Killmonger. It, it's it's a good scene. Yeah. It's a nice little scene. It's sweet. Uh what I was talking about the momentum. So when she does put on the suit, when she drops down to the cancel into the council with Mbaku, mm-hmm. uh, and then everyone's like dapping her up. She does like a little arm wrestle with Mbaku just to show her strength, like, yeah. She's yeah. a new Black Panther. Um, I was like, I was hyped. I was like, okay, let's do, let's go into battle. And then like the next five minutes, there's just another council. There's another discussion. And I was just like, ah, there's a few times throughout that movie. It felt like that was repetitive. And that was like a big one for me where I was like, let's go into battle. I felt like that could have been a better transition with M'Baku and Shuri talking like while they're making their way onto the ship. And M'Baku's talking to her about like, hey, revenge isn't the answer. Like, you don't need to kill Namor. You know what I mean? Cause she is very like on board with killing Namor and Mbaku is like, nah, like that's not who we are, which I thought was great. Like I thought that was like, he, he showed a good older brother presence. In and also to show Shama. that he's, he's 
turned he's come around throughout he the has because he was a he was a tool in the first one well not yeah. so much he wanted to kill he's like let's kill the fish man yeah yeah the at the beginning movie. yeah and now he's like he's pivoted too yeah. so i thought that would have been a better discussion as they're kind of like walking and and preparing for battle instead of just coming to that hard halt um and then the other uh spoiler is the mid-credit scene what were your thoughts about that Mid credit scene, yeah, we we come to find out that T'Challa has a son with with um, what is Lupita Nyong'o's character? Nakia. Nakia. They have a son. They're living in Haiti. Nakia. We find that she's been like a headmistress, headmaster, head headmaster, headmistress at a like a school in Haiti for the last few years and didn't show up to his funeral. And I think it's cute, all time cute child actor. What a what a what a beautiful just great presence to be like. Hi, my name. They call me Tucson, but my real name's T'Challa. Like just yeah. very cute. Yeah, very that cute. was. I don't think they do anything thing with them going forward, but just cute to be like, hey, the legacy has moved on. Yeah, that and was, especially that... to show like Shuri loses his her entire family. Like her mom dies halfway through the like you know near the yeah. The, two thirds of the movie. And that was pretty shocking. I did not expect that to happen. I didn't expect that either. what did you think about that? Do you think that was good for them to do that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought that I like was smart it. too, because it, it adds more stakes and Angela Bassett was, was phenomenal. I thought she did a great job in the movie, but I think that was just good to just to add some more stakes, add some more like, well, that adds more frustration and fuel to Zuri to actually go after Namor to kill Namor. Totally. So yeah. I thought that was that was smart and that added even just more weight to the movie. Um, but what do you think they do now with Wakanda? What do you think they do now with Black Panther? Because it kind of shows how Zuri doesn't go to challenge M'Baku. It seems like she doesn't want to be uh, the queen of Wakanda, that she doesn't really want to be a protector, but she will if she needs to, was kind of my interpretation. I think what it's like yours? you can kind of see it as like also like ending that monarchy that's there maybe making it more of like a people decide who they want to lead them. Okay. Who can show up? Someone else can come. I don't know what they do with this next movie. Um, My first instinct is you don't, you don't touch it for like kind of similar to this, like five, 10 years. Yep. I think you make sure he kind of like a background black Panther character until we can find someone that could slip in very organically and then pass the mantle down that way in five to 10 years Tucson is actually you know he's 16 17 and we can pass it on to him if we need to but even then that's such a those are like we saw this like Letitia Wright is a great actress and not even she could like carry this movie so do you think they're gonna steer away from her being the Black Panther now it was just kind of a one-off I think they will keep her the Black Panther I just don't think she's gonna have a solo movie anytime soon yeah because I think I think after Phase Five is done, which I think Secret Wars, when do they announce that is going to come out in 2026, 2025? I think so, twenty five. Yeah, and then that will end Phase Five, correct? Mm-hmm. So we'll get into Phase Six. Yeah, I bet I bet the new Black Panther movie will come out in sometime in twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty six. I think so. probably twenty twenty seven. I think after five years, I think they'll. Start it's it. They might even between the last one and this one. So I would say twenty twenty six is when we'll get the next one. Yeah. We might even do a time jump where um, the son is now the Black Panther. I don't know. Maybe like yeah. Siri is teaching him the ways to become Black Panther. That be that could be really cool. I could. It could. So I don't know. We'll see what they do um, going forward. So, anyways, okay. Anything else? I thought. Well, I thought uh, Talokan 
was a really cool place. And I think that underwater, like Mesoamerican city was super cool. It was yes. like, they have their own culture. They have their own games. It feels like a real people and they grow things. They have agriculture. They have different kinds of culture. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought that, that, that looked cool. Kind of got me hyped for avatar way of water. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it did for me too. And I think it did look a little clumsy sometimes the underwater effects. So like just seeing the avatar way of water trailer again, Oh I'm my gosh. So excited for that. Oh my god. The water good. grenades were very cool. And some of the action sequences were very good. One of my favorite action sequences of this movie was when uh, they're in the chasing, when they go first to really Riri Williams, um, uh, yeah, and they end up garage. The and uh, o- Okoye, what's her name? Okoye. Yeah, Okoye. Uh-huh. Man, when she puts the spear in her car and she backs up and hits the other car, was very cool. And then when she's on the bridge fighting like the lieutenant, yeah, two more. Oh my gosh, that was sweet too. I dug that. That whole action sequence might have been my favorite part of the whole movie, like action wise. I think it I also does a great good. job of showing how strong those, like the Talokanans are, or whatever you'd call them. Like, yeah. like she, she, she stabs and basically kill shots every single one of them, except for Atuma. And they all get up and they just jump back into the water. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh. That like, that really showed like, even that brought fear in her eyes being like, oh my gosh, these people are legit. Yeah. And they are, they still are like, they win at the end. If it weren't for them two coming together, the Wakandans are toast. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely toast. Okay. Um. So that is Wakanda forever. Uh. Let's do. Be sweet get- from both of us. Be sweet from both of us, and I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm glad that Phase Four has come to an end. It felt like a little wonky, which we'll talk about some of our favorites. But uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard for lightning to strike twice after Endgame because Endgame was like a perfect close to the chapter. Boy, is that the truth? Yeah. So hundred percent. Okay, let's do some Phase Four rankings. I will go through mine. We'll okay. do we'll do films and TV series. We'll start off with the TV series first. Okay. Um, starting at number eight, I haven't watched these two, but you know, I'm going to include them. Uh, number eight is She-Hulk. I haven't watched it, but, uh, I've heard very mixed things about She-Hulk. Uh, number seven, which you like, I, I would still, I still need to watch is Miss Marvel. I haven't watched it. Um, and then number six for me is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five is, is Moon Knight. Uh, number four, I only watched a few episodes, like three, but I really liked the three episodes I watched. And that is what if I thought they were a ton of fun. The three episodes that I watched, it really, the, the last two were on Ultron. Like what if Ultron like one, mm-hmm. very cool, pretty menacing. Um, and then number three is Hawkeye. I had a fun, I had fun with Hawkeye and then the two best number two, WandaVision and number one, Loki as my favorite phase four. Um, what series so i have not seen she hulk i have not seen hawkeye i have not seen what if i have not seen loki and i've only seen half of miss marvel so um um basically she hulk with all all the ones that i haven't seen are there here's the ones that i have seen last is falcon the winter soldier should have been a movie three is moon knight just because i mean i've only seen four and a half or three and a half so uh I thought Moon Knight was fine. Miss Marvel, a number two, just because I love the four episodes that I watched. I didn't finish it, but uh, I really dug the creativity on display there. The number one is WandaVision, just because I've seen the whole thing. Uh, I think this goes into the biggest problem with Marvel right now is who cares about these TV shows? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Too much time. Keep them. This is going to go into something I think Marvel needs to do in the future. What? 
Do you think they should scrap TV series? Because they won't. Yep. Do you think they should? Just yep. Do Get movies? rid of them. Do Marvel Presents only. What's Marvel Presents? Like a the, mini- the uh, Werewolf by Night. The uh... Oh, yeah. It's too much. It yeah. is entirely too much. And Doctor Strange, if you haven't seen WandaVision, you have no idea why Wanda is the bad guy of Doctor Strange 2. Yep. Yep. It's I, I, way I, too much. I talked to my brother yesterday and I was like, have you seen Multiverse of Madness? Because we were talking about Wakanda Forever. He hasn't watched it yet, but I was just giving him my thoughts. He's like, yeah, dude, I, I did watch Multiverse of Madness. He's like, but I didn't get it. Like, why was Wanda bad? He's like, oh, I guess I need to watch WandaVision. I didn't watch the last two episodes. I'm like, yep. Nope. That's why. Yeah. If they need it, it, they need to keep it congruent with each other and make the TV series like separate. And the films separate, but you have to watch the TV series. Like if you if you didn't watch Loki, you're not going to understand Quantum Mania. Yes, exactly. So, okay, um, Phase Four rankings for movies. Here we go. I'll go. I'll just go seven through one, baby. Let's go. Okay. Um, number seven for me is Black Widow. Number six is Eternals. Number five is Thor: Love and Thunder. I want to talk about that real quick. I had fun with Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I don't really care to rewatch it, but when I was talking to my brother, one thing that this movie missed was Loki. Oh, you know, it missed okay. the, it missed that. Pre- like now that you think about it, it missed the presence of Loki and Thor and love and thunder. Probably. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But like when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that movie probably been even better with Loki in there. Oh man. Okay. I know, okay, you, I know you don't like, Okay. Uh, number four, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Number three, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. Um, and then number two, Sean Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Had a blast with that one. And number one, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That is okay. mine. Mine's going to freak you out a little bit, okay? I know it's going to freak you out a bit. I think it's going to freak most people out. Number seven, Thor Love and Thunder. You hated that. Bad. Bad. Number six, Eternals. <laughs> I have them both at two and a half stars. So they're both pretty, it would be for me, like, which one would I rather watch more? And I think Eternals brings much more interesting aspects of two crappy movies. Uh, Black Widow is next because, like, I I actually, like, enjoyed a lot of what Black Widow did. I think I have it at, like, three stars, maybe. Um, Four is Wakanda Forever. Three is Shang-Chi. Two is Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness had a lot of fun with Multiverse of Madness. I really enjoyed that one. And then uh, No Way Home. Now, if I have to place Werewolf by Night, I have it ahead of Shang-Chi. Werewolf by Night for me, if we're like ranking them with the movies, if we're ranking them with the movies, well, that was weird. If we're ranking them with the movies, uh, Werewolf by Night is probably between Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi at number three. Okay. Mine's probably after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for me. Okay. Just a nice, short, fun, different watch. And then number one is, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, which feels kind of like cheating because Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it. So, yeah, of course, everyone's going to like that one better. And all the iconic villains from movies past. If those characters are not there, I think it's Wakanda Forever level for me. I know it's Spider-Man, but it's like, what What else? You know what I mean? It'd be very interesting. You don't have those those gimmicks. What? What is that movie realistic? That ultimate fan service moments. Yeah. Like that ultimate was like of peak, all ultimate moments. Peak fan service. More so than Captain America grabbing the hammer from Thor. Totally. Like that was peak. Good point. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Should we get into five things we want to see with Marvel? I would love to hear yours first. Yes. Okay. So here are my five things. Um, I'm going to go with this one. Okay. Like I said, more Marvel presents and less TV shows. I do not need eight episodes showing how Hawk Falcon becomes Captain America. It's absolutely unnecessary. My next one is I need a brand new X-Men cast. Do yes. not reuse anyone. Do not keep those same Fox actors. I need new people. Even if it means we got to wait like three, four more years, I do not care. My next one, I want Mole Man as the Fantastic Four villain. My first comic book I ever bet, uh, bought, I was in fifth grade, and it was like a graphic novel of like a few different Fantastic Four stories. Namor was one of them. Mole Man was in the other one. Okay? We've used Nemo Namor. I want Mole Man to be that main Fantastic Four villain. I don't know how you do it. Um, also, let's get a five-year break. Let's get a break. After phase five, give it some time to breathe. Give some people some excitement to come back to it. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree 100% with that. Like, I'm going to throw that in my five, too, because you took the words out of my mouth. I think after Avengers Secret Wars... Just give Marvel, like, I think that's what they should do with Star Wars. Just give it, give it a break. Like movies, TV series, just re-scrap, rebuild. But Once they you've done that and you know how you pick it back up five years later, X-Men. <sighs> Perfect. Brand new. Yep. Brand new. My last one is, it's broad, but I think it's important. When we had Chris Evans and we had we had Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., um, and then even Chris Hemsworth come in, these guys weren't insane movie stars. Johnny Robert Downey Jr. was almost on his way out of Hollywood at that point. Yeah, he was. But the reason they worked is because the characters that were written for them were so good and so compelling. They took their time with it. That's why it worked. We need opportunities for actors to become superstars because of good character development. Chris Evans is not Chris Evans without Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. is not Robert Downey Jr. without Iron Man. And Chris Hemsworth is not Chris Hemsworth without Thor. Yeah, you're not wrong there. But like the like Moon Knight is not like like Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac is Oscar Isaac or, regardless of Moon Knight. Yeah, he's already good. He's already great. Uh I guess. I guess Simu Liu is, but he's still not a superstar. Like Iron Man immediately catapulted Robert Downey Jr. back into the cultural zeitgeist. Simu Liu, like I, I still haven't seen him in anything. Like I'm not seeing anyone rushing to bring him back. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a slight issue here is we need these projects to be more uh, just better characters. We're, mm -hmm. we, that, and they're pumping these things out at such a high rate such a high velocity that you, you can't count on having good character development anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. So man, well said, well yeah. said. Those are my five. Okay. Oh man. Those are, those are stacked five. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is like no one specific order, but yes, I'm going to start with five. Uh, I would love a break. Like I love Marvel. I think they're super fun, but I agree. Let's get a break. Let's, let's, let's tweak some things because mm -hmm. the first four, the first three phases were phenomenal. Phase four, just a little, 
didn't stick the landing like the others. Nope. Um, my other one is some of these characters. I don't really care for like the Thunderbolts. I would love for it to be good, but I don't really care. I don't really care. Like I, I get a don't care. Yeah, I don't. I like. I just don't care for that. Like, I hope it does well. I hope it's entertaining. But I saw like who's supposed to be in it. And I'm like, uh, like I don't like really like any of those people that are in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ghost and Ant Man and the Wasp might be like the worst all time MCU villain. And she's supposed to have a prominent, um, you know, presence in that. Uh, the other one is give me Black Knight, give me Blade, stick the landing with that. I would love for that to be good. Like, I think that had a ton of potential from Eternals. Uh, you have Mahershala Ali, Ali, who is a phenomenal actor. And I hope Blade and Black Knight is good. Like, that is one thing that I'm, like, really hopeful for. Like, keep it a little bit, you know, grounded, so to speak. You know, make it a little tense, too. So that is uh, my number three. Uh, number two. Stick Doom, stick Fantastic Four, make that work. We've had three Fantastic Four movies that have been meh. Like you, the bar is so low. It's so low. Stick the landing with Doctor Doom and Fad Fantastic Four. Um, is that four? I think that's four, right? Mm-hmm. Last one, Spider Man. Let's do a new trilogy of Spider Man after this phase. Make it just him. I don't really care to see any other superheroes in there and just have him deal with his villains like Scorpion, Hobgoblin. Uh, I know Daredevil and Kingman. Actually, that's one thing. I I, I would be okay with Daredevil making an appearance because no. he already has. No? no. Okay. No. Nope. I would, be fine. I would be fine with it, but I would prefer for it just to be Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man. Yes. Um, Venom. I would love to see a good Venom. So that's what I'm really hopeful for. Don't bring in Tom Hardy's Venom. Make your own Venom because clearly you're back in your own universe now. So make your own Venom, cast it well. Give me like a, a end of the movie leading into villain, uh, into Venom and then your whole next movie is just Venom focused. Give Tom, Tom Holland three more movies um, and then let him, let him be done. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my, that's my biggest thing. Like I, I would love for Marvel to stick a Spider-Man, a new Spider-Man trilogy where he's not uh, attached to the hip with the Avengers and all this new tech. And then it's just kind of the nitty gritty Spider-Man that we know and, and love. So that is my big um, expectation for Marvel is I don't really, I, I do care about this, some of this other stuff they're doing, but stick to Spider-Man landing. Cause I thought no way home was fun, but the other previous two I thought were, were, were fine, but uh man, you have a lot going for the new Spider-Mans and a lot of good momentum. So make it stick. I think most importantly is that fantastic four take you have. If, if they, if they can't do fantastic four, it's done. That is like the true nail in the coffin. If they botch fantastic four, that'd be rough. That is an automatic. Oh shoot. We've got to, we've got to restart. That's, that's my other one. I'll add that you, I think you said it. If Adam Driver is Doctor Doom, whew, that would be sweet. But I think that goes back to what you said with Adam Driver. He's already decorated. Would there be another Doctor Doom that you would want? 
I don't care. I, it just needs to be a good enough character that we can then like, it's the Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth effect where these people were were well known, but because these characters and them were so intertwined, it's what made it even better. Yeah. Which then can be a bad thing because all you're going to see for Adam Driver for the next 15 years are Doctor Doom movies. Doom. Yeah. So, you know, you got to kind of take what you can. Sure. So, okay. Those are the those are the 10 things that we would like to see. Five mm-hmm. each. Anyways, next take. Mm-hmm. 210. We're going to try to uh, review. Menu? Huh? The menu? The menu. Yep. Yeah. Also, fine. Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is out in theaters, limited theaters next week. It is at the Broadway next week. So I really want to go see it. Okay. If I if I got nothing going on, I would, would love to go check that out. I'd hey. love a good Broadway. Yeah. Have you ever Jenny? been? Um, okay. Well, that's uh, that'll be next take. Everybody let us know what you thought about Wakanda Forever, Black Panther. Thanks for listening. Still wild. We've done 200 of these. 200 plus. Yeah, yeah 210. Yeah. What a time. Right? Or 209. What is this? Is 209. This 209. Technically 210 with that bonus take. We always bring that in. Yeah. Good point. All right, Keeks. We'll have a good week. Everybody, stay sweet. Sweet. sweet.